I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Journeying now for 30 years into the life and practice of yoga, I have met many who have taken interesting turns when past extraordinary bumps and reached unexpected places. People with whom I shared conversations about everyday struggles, intimate realizations, larger questions, ideas and dreams. So today, I'm passing on the mic to one of them so we could hear and celebrate the wisdom in people's differences and experiences. Everybody, back to Auto Travel in a Journey. The guest on my show today is Jana Shimon. Hi, Jana. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Yeah, so am I. This uh, conversation we're about to have kind of fits into what I discovered um, for me lately. I, I never felt like I'm a writer and, uh, <laughs> and maybe I'm not, but we are here to listen to Jenna's extraordinary journey from being already an artist. She was born in Hamburg originally and then I understand You had your fair share of moving around the world um, with the jobs you have, like the, the ones that are supposed to bring you money, like director of music videos and um, assisting artists to, to do what they need to do to be seen and heard. And yeah, and there you were scribbling along all the time until <laughs> you truly sat down during COVID. So I did a little bit of an introduction and maybe you want to kind of fill the gaps. Yes. Um, yeah, I used to be an artist manager, so I was uh, traveling a bit, that's true. Um, but I noticed that I want to be more of a creative or artist myself. And um, yeah, writing was always a part of me. Like I started writing in elementary school where it began with rather like short stories about my favorite animals back then. Um, and then it turned into, um, yeah, more so of a diary situation where it was reflecting already, even though I didn't really know what reflection was back then, um, I think. But um, this is how it then transformed into me now writing more in poetry and thoughts and just feelings and trying to cope with um, everything, um, yeah, life hits me with pretty much. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, also along the way, I started to um, teach myself to be a photographer and director. Um, still mainly, I, I'm working with um, artists, musicians. Um, music is also a passion of mine and I always wanted to work in that field. Um, and yeah, from artist management and event management to photography, directing, and then at some point I just had the feeling or more so an urge that I really wanted to express more of my inner world and how I feel and how I um, transition in life and cope with situations. So I decided that I wanted to share my poetry with the world. And um, there was a really profound situation that I had in March this year, just before COVID really hit. Mm -hmm. um, I was in New York and I had a, a Reiki session. And right after 
I had a tarot card reading session. And um, there I was told once again, it wasn't the first time that I heard that, but once again, that I should write and that I should use this talent and that this is um, the part in me because she also said that uh, she can feel and sense that I'm a healer and that this is my path of, um, yeah, how to to use this power of mine of healing people and helping yeah. people. Yeah. So, yeah. So why did you, the question is quite uh, there on the table, I think, but why did you never think about following that advice in the first place? Because when we got to know each other a little bit, You, you told me that your grandmother, is that right, always kind of told you you, have to, you you should be writing or somebody in the family, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it is my aunt. Yeah, ah, exactly. Aunt. Yeah. yeah. Why did you not follow that uh, advice or vocation? Um, when she told me over the years, like um, at least in the, in the last seven to ten years, I heard it a couple of times of her. She's also like, um, um, pretty much into astrology and she was reading my horoscopes or still still reading my horoscopes regularly and this is when it always came up and I think for the longest time I always just thought well I am writing but I never really got in my head to the point of publishing anything it was more so I always saw it for me as a coping mechanism of dealing with life and my ups and downs and um, what is happening to me which I still do, like, mm -hmm. this is also how the, how the book came to be, like, it's really for me to, to work on myself and reflect, and um, yeah, but I think it was also a lot of fear, I never really got over the wall that the fear just, like, built mm. to even think that this would be a possibility of publishing something that I am writing, so it wasn't even in my cosmos of possibilities for the longest time. And that changed, I would say, within the last uh, two to three years, where I was thinking more and more about it. And then I started to use my poems as captions for my Instagram pictures, for example, for the photography work that I'm doing. Um, and then, um, yeah, more and more feedback, positive feedback came in and, and mm -hmm. also... Um, more interest in it and questions about it that I was um yeah just just thinking about it even more and like considering it but the last push I think I really needed was when I had that tarot card session mm. um where um Hilda is her name told me that yeah this is my path and I should really give it a try and then that's pretty much what I did I went home because I had to cancel the rest of the trip because of COVID and uh, I think a week later I was already typing all my poems out because I was um, I'm always writing them by hand and then I typed them out um, printed mm -hmm. them put them in my own room apartment on the floor and just pushed them around to see how it works for me yeah mm. it's almost like I feel like we're witnessing a writer being born as such you know like born in in shaping form that's why we're talking today and in me um i i see these conflicts with people that are dabbling in art let's say dabbling because i i think the people who already subscribe themselves to be full-blown artists they they simply are and they are just waiting on that the money meets the vocation. <laughs> But between everything that you did, I was wondering, like, 
uh, it sounded to me like you made yourself a director of video editing, you know, and you you weren't bo you were bold enough to to do that. <laughs> Why would you not be bold enough to write? That is, or call yourself a writer. Um, that's a good question. I don't really have an answer for that. I think um, maybe it was also that I never really saw it as something I wanted because um, it was there forever for me. Like I was writing, my mom was writing, she wrote most of my my favorite um, um, stories she told me uh, when I was little. So um, I think it was just something that was so normal in my life that it was part of my life, but in my everyday life and just for my personal life that I never really got to that point of thinking I could make a career out of this and mm. other people could be interested in it. Um, and, um, but also when I started thinking about it, that I, that I had the interest in, in it of publishing something, this is, I think when, um, the fear was the bigger part that kept mm. me from doing it. Mm. And, um, I think it was a transition phase, like being an artist manager, I was there to represent an artist, a person, um, their art. And um, I think this part now that I'm reflecting now back to that time, I'm able to see that I needed to have that phase of, it was like a learning phase for me because yeah. everything I learned in that, in that time, I can really implement right now for myself to mm. represent myself as an author, a writer, an artist now. Mm. So I think it was really a, a transition from representing someone else towards, um, okay, now I'm stepping back and still being in that phase that I feel comfortable in, which is like the music business, um, working with artists, but like kind of transitioning into an artist myself. And then at some point, I really got back to the, to the core passion, which is writing. And that just happened now this year. And I think, um, it totally makes sense uh, regarding 2020 in general. Like this year, I have the feeling it's just really there for all of us to, to look within and find out what we really want and where we want to go. So this is what really happened with me and is still happening. Yeah, as I'm hearing that you have greater interests in how we are being influenced, you know, you, you talk about uh, getting uh, tarot cards read to you. You read, you know, you hear your horoscope um, through a professional astrologer. So we're not talking about the ones that are in the, in the magazines, um, obviously. Yeah. But the so many people are not aware. What I'm what I heard you saying that you weren't aware that the thing that is most natural to you is your biggest gift, you know. And it seems so when you said like you know writing seems so so familiar to your family and what you do and reflecting back on yourself through whatever methods there are is the most natural thing and I think little is understood about what we call our life purpose or dharma in Sanskrit you know that that it really comes through the easiest methods and um, for those who have dabbled in the spiritual path or are more familiar with texts uh, it keeps me reminding that it's almost like that we need to become aware that life is super simple. Life is just simple. We're making it very complex and hard. Okay. It's all about practicing life at the end of the day. <laughs> and so what I heard you saying is that you've been practicing your writing um, 
for a good while through journaling or di you know writing diary but where did it kind of pivot into uh poetry hmm. is there a moment you remember maybe yeah i can I, I remember definitely when uh poetry was a part in school that i just really noticed that i'm enjoying it and that i found it interesting of um just reading through poetry and trying to understand what the writer meant by certain metaphors he was he or she was using and how the structure of the of the poem came to be um and before that i never really really was in touch with poetry that much like i never really read poetry myself um i was um reading a lot since since I'm little like I loved books and I loved um the word itself always um but I think it was um when I was maybe around 16 17 where I really got more into music hmm. of meaning just the interest of lyrics and reading them and understanding them and not just listening to the song itself but try to yeah take it into different parts to see how it came to be and how like the sense of it was made by um the writer also um where i really saw the connection between poetry and music um and this is when i was more interested in, it in general and this is also when i started to read um poetry books but as soon as i realized the connection between music and and uh poetry i think this is when when it all started mm. but i didn't understand it back then mm. like it's still it's i think i just know it now reflecting i can see that this is where it kind of started but when i really realized that i like to write poetry um was years later which is now maybe about seven eight years ago so 23 24 i think around that age um which is also the age when i was like working with uh, musicians a lot so i was in the process of being in recording studios and seeing them write and being one of the first ones hearing um the lyrics that they were writing especially with rappers which is um a lot um yeah it's like it is poetry mm. um and this is where i really started of being more interested in it and and also just realizing sometimes hearing lyrics from them and then in my head i was like oh it would even sound better if you would use this word or that word and then it took a while and still i had the courage to actually speak out on that mm. and actually tell them oh i have an idea why don't you try this and this is yeah it, it was awakened in me through my work in music i would say mm. and so when you write poems i remember my school po school poetry as well and i love the poetry as well and i remember that i hated to have to analyze it you know to come down into the mechanics of and if you would ask me to write a poem i think that would be the part where i shy away Will I be as blatant as just rhyme things that come A, B, A, B, you know, in that kind of rhyme mechanism? Or will I just pretend it's a poem by writing uh, 
sentence with a lot of spaces. So what would you, how would you describe how these poems start, poems start to flow through you? I think this is exactly what you just explained by now was also what kept me from having the courage of starting to write. Uh -huh. Like just the fear of I could never be as good as X, Y, Z. Um, and um, how I write now or like within the last three years, um, I think, I mean, this book came to be, I was writing these poems in a time frame of three years never really having uh, in my mind that this will be something I want to publish. And I think this is how it worked because I never had the mm -hmm. pressure of it has to be good enough for someone else to enjoy. So um, I was just going along and writing and I can't really say how it happens because sometimes it's just a feeling that I have inside of me, like a, a, like a kind of a pressure feeling that where I'm feeling a little... I can't even put it into words what I'm feeling, but I'm not feeling very good, not positive in a way. It's just like a little um, limbo phase situation. And um, this is when I know that I have to write and nothing is in my head. There are no words. There's nothing I think about I want to write about. I just sit down mm. and pretty much as soon as the, as the pen in my hand touches the paper, it starts, it just comes out. Um, mm. then other times I have had maybe a conversation and I can't let that go because it just did something to me, positive or negative. It doesn't even matter. And, um, then I sit down with the intention of trying to resolve this, I don't know, confusion in my head about that conversation. So then I kind of have mm. a topic, but still again, mm. it's not like really words in my head. And then sometimes I'm just walk around, around and then words just pop in my head. And then I need to find paper and pen quickly to not lose it again. Um, hmm. So it's totally different. Um, sometimes it's really just for me to, to reflect and cope with something. And I just have to release that, that feeling that is stuck in myself. And sometimes it's really a topic or a thing that I want to write about. And then I take that time. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, it happens also everywhere. Like I try to bring my notebook everywhere nowadays just because I know that the inspiration or that the inspiration can hit everywhere or that feeling coming up can hit everywhere. So, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, difficult to say. <laughs> so do you believe writers are born or can writing be something that you you learn to do and get to flow in yourself, you know, get the flow of seeing words and hearing yourself through practice? Mm. I think so, yes. I think um, as soon as there is the want of writing, I mm. think then you already are a born writer. Because mm. if, if something interests you, then this is supposed to be a part of you in this lifetime. Mm. I really, truly mm. believe that. So even though you haven't written anything in I don't know 30 40 years and yeah. then that urge is just coming up because of maybe seeing someone else um and writing yeah. or whatever it may be then it was all always I think in you mm. and um so yeah I think everyone can learn it to and what I mean by that is just like 
learn to have the confidence of just doing it because I think we are all we are all able to write because we are all kind of able to communicate and it's just when we start overthinking Hmm. that it blocks us to actually do it and let it out and let it flow yeah that's my thing I got really hooked into um writing by a book called Writing Down the Bone by Natalie Goldman. And a little bit of what you're describing is almost what she is talking about when in this book. It's about like you know, the, the, the way you have to, to be free to, to write and walk around and grasp, grasp the words and you never know when they are coming. And at the same time, there is a way of doing writing exercises that I love, you know, setting the timer, sitting down, having the right pen, the pen that feels good to me, having the right book in front of me to to write in. Just me as somebody who feels totally blocked about writing a lot. And um, I bought this really kitschy <laughs> notebook from Disney World, you know, and then a, a whole new world to discover, it says, and it's for children, you know. But it made the writing so possible for me. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, that book is so over stupid. You know, to me, it's like, oh God, I would have bought something more precious before. And then this is going to be my writing journal. And now this is like, wow, this is so kitschy. I can do anything with it. And so that's how I started to release my own blockage a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I hear you mentioning that as well. The moment you come with the... Uh, with a description of a job, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not as easy. So I bow my head to everybody who has to write, who comes from journalism or has to write mm. content and how they kind of really manage to pull that off the desk, you know, every time. I know a few writers now and they seem to be able to do that. I'm certainly not in that vein, but, and you seem to be more one that comes from beauty and healing, which is then also not so much a mechanical thing to, mm-hmm. to move forward. But this could be a good point to, to read one of your poems to us. Would you care yeah. to? I would love to. Okay, so this is page 92. Finding peace in the moment is a new favorite thing of mine. It makes me feel more alive than anything else. Calm, steady. Only my breathing and my heartbeat remind me of the physical shell I chose this time. Everything else floats and hovers around me, and I can feel the energy flowing. Mm. I really like remember when I was writing this because that was um, definitely also how you just like said it really nicely right now, like um, just um, coming from healing. Um, that was really a moment where I realized how much of just listening to myself and my inner voice and the practice of meditation is really helping me to calm down and to be able to listen to what is really important inside Mm -hmm. of myself um, and not be distracted by all of these thoughts and confusion in my head that is fueled by the fear yeah i love that and um as as the universe wants it so i i meet more and more people or hear about more and more people who are being asked to do different meditations different forms of healing and where we don't really look at them as 
proper tools. You were mentioning that initially at the beginning of this interview where you said, like, I was asked to do it because it's my healing method. And I, I heard about somebody who's been asked and, or that, that's been asked to, to just sing mantras and not to sit. She's a Buddhist, you know, she needs to sing. She can't do the silent sitting and whatever. And this particular woman, the book I mentioned about Natalie Goldman, she was, she was also a Zen Buddhist and she was asked to write as part of her meditation, which is then, as you say, you know, a path of harmonizing. Healing is nothing more than balancing yourself at the end of the day and finding balance and maybe through that expression uh, really enveloping other people to um, do the same and look out for the words and the resonance of the frequency that comes across with everything we write or sing yeah exactly yeah you haven't said how the book is called <laughs> so if anybody wants to pick it up where can we find you the book is called finding me um mm. I chose this title because when I started writing these poems that ended up in the book, I really found myself in a place where I really didn't find myself in any place. I really felt lost. And um, it is, I think, possible throughout the book when you read it from like three chapters, um, how I rediscovered myself or more so how I put myself back together in a new form like jana 2.0 maybe <laughs> um and um yeah this is why i chose the title and um the book is going to be out on november 11th so uh -huh. can you, know, you can you give us a days. you got it already there for those who are on youtube yeah. and watching can we have a sneak peek of course so that is the cover ah, so beautiful simple yeah yeah really simple thank you <laughs> and where can we purchase it if we are inclined to pretty much everywhere um on uh, many online shops like amazon for example um mm. it's going to be awesome bookstores it's, it's going to be pitched by um, the publisher to forty thousand different retailers and shops uh, mm. over the world so wow. pretty much everywhere yeah I just realized because we're both in Germany, we're both in Berlin, you have a German surname and you're writing in, in, in English. Why do you choose to write in English? Um, I don't know. I was I really felt drawn to um, the English language since mm -hmm. I can remember. Um, I think it's also a big part of what I what I said before that I um, that music is just like such a big passion of mine. And um I remember definitely um, situations where I was younger, where I was sitting at home with a dictionary, trying to translate lyrics to myself, like mm. English songs, yeah. to understand it better. And that um, also turned into watching um, interviews in English and trying to understand them. And I also went to a bilingual school, which mm. is probably also that helped me Uh, in the sense of um, not being afraid of using the English language, then definitely also later working with all these musicians, a lot of them are native speakers and came to Berlin, which is kind of a melting pot of artists and musicians uh, in general. <laughs> so, um, and then also, yeah, um, my partner's relationships that I was having um, and still having um, a lot of people, native speakers as well, 
a lot of my friends are English speaking. So it never really, it, 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 it really feels like my life and that my mom chose to send me to this bilingual school also because um, I liked the English language already in elementary school, um, just prepared myself for everything that was coming later. And I felt, or I found myself, um, I think it was just easier for me to express my feelings in the English language for whatever reason, even though I know German is a very um, poetic language. Yeah. Um, it was always easier for me to express my feelings in English. Even now today, when I talk to, to people in German, so many English words slip out of me because I have the feeling this is really, it's just more precise of what I want to say in that moment. So, yeah. Hmm. So my last question to you, Jana, is uh, what's your favorite word? My favorite word? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Hmm. I think it's transition hmm. because it's more so that I love the meaning behind it than the word itself. Mm -hmm. But I, I find myself using it a lot in my writing and in my conversations just because I find myself in, in, or I find myself realizing that life is an entire transition phase, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a beautiful finish line. Life is transition. So get onto the roller coaster. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else you want to say to the listener? word of advice or something encouraging before we go yeah just um listen to your inner voice and just go for it because the fear will always be there and you just have to do it regardless yes you have to do it regardless and it's so beautiful because the fear is just one of those kind of doors that leads us to the beautiful garden that we're avoiding to see exactly live in hmm. thank you again for coming onto the show with this very young book and daring to really go forward and publishing yourself and publishing yourself into this podcast and i wish you the very best of luck with this project and i hope there will be many more books coming through you and to us and have a beautiful day jenna Thank you so much. Bye-bye, <laughs> dear listener. See you next week. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation.